It is Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. So here we go. We're about two weeks out from spring training. Uh, just real quickly, tell us where everybody is. Are they Have they started migrating to Arizona and Florida, or are they staying home as long as possible? It, it just depends on who you are as a player. A lot of guys are already there, guys that need to prove themselves. They want to be around the facility as much as possible. And then you have the Wiley vets who want to spend as much time at home as possible. So it's kind of two different camps. Uh, but yeah, dude, the season's like sneaking up on us. I know we're recording TPP, so we're going through all these rosters and really getting into the thick of it. But there's spring training games this month, Chris. And that's kind of crazy to say. Yeah, it's awesome. So let's get to it. Some little bits of news trickling in here and there, right? I mean, the monumental stuff is is done. And you will see there's still a lot of good veteran players out there to be had over the next couple of weeks. And you'll see those signings. Uh, the Dodgers, though, um, they avoided arbitration with one of their own, Tony Gonsolin. He inks a two-year deal with the Dodgers. Uh, so it's, it's a rotation that's had a lot of change in recent years, right? You've got some guys hurt. Some guys have moved on. They have uh, DFA to other guys. How should Dodger fans feel about their starting rotation? Good, great, or eh? I would say you feel good about it. And I think for most organizations, uh, you looked at the guys they have here, you'd feel great about it. I think we're a little bit spoiled as, Do or not we, people who are Dodger fans are spoiled with the rotational depth that they've had in years past. I think that's where we're kind of seeing a little maybe step back for them is in that depth. But you know what? We say that, but they can draw upon uh, the guys that are in the in their AAA uh, team. You know, a Bobby Miller, uh, a Stone. Like, we have guys there, too. And they've shown in the past that when they bring dudes up, they're ready to uh, perform at the major league level. So Walker Buehler being out definitely hurts. I, I hope he doesn't pitch at all this year. I don't think there's a, really a chance. I know some people have said, like, mm. September playoffs, and that's not going to happen. Um. But I, I, I would feel great in any other organization, but I understand why Dodger fans would say, I feel good about it. Yeah, I think good is about the furthest I would go with it. And that's in part because if you look at the five guys they've got, it's Urias, Kershaw, Gonsolin, May, Syndergaard. I like that. Everybody's got injury questions. I like oh. it too, but you know, no, well, I mean, you have to go that route, right? You have to. Uh, some more significant than others. Some people will say, well, listen, a couple of them have had Tommy John, and so they're past that. And you you could certainly look at it that way. There's no question. But facts are facts. Only one of those five guys, Julio Urias, threw more than 135 innings a season ago. Only one. That's it. Now, you did mention the likes of Bobby Miller. You didn't mention Pepio, who they brought up for several starts. Yes. The thing about the Dodgers, during their 111-win campaign, they used 10 different non-opener starters, okay? And we're not talking about guys who got, like, one or two starts. Everybody got at least six starts. So they made a substantial contribution, and they expect when guys come up here, that we don't care that you're young. We don't care you haven't made a start. You've got you to produce. And you might look around this room and see some future Hall of Famers and see some past MVPs and all sorts of stuff. When you put on that Dodger blue, we expect you to perform. And I think that's the way they're going about it. Obviously, 
they came out yesterday and addressed the Trevor Bauer situation for the first time since they released him, right? They did kind of admit that they were on hold in the offseason, not knowing the financial obligation with Trevor Bauer. Now that they know it, what are they going to do come trade time? To me, that's the most interesting question with this team moving forward. Yeah, and like, like we're talking, they, they have had depth in the past, and they've had they've had to call upon it, and it's helped them. Helped them last year. They won 111 games. Um, this year, I think some of those guys, like a Pepio or a Miller, are going to get asked for probably a little bit more than uh, they would have had to be in years past. So, I think if you watch these guys pitch, I mean, they they seem major league ready. Now you got to go face the major league hitters and and have a season like that. But um, I. I I look at this rotation, Chris, and I still get like love in my eyes. I really do. Yeah, I, I would understand that. It is remarkable that there are a few organizations that are able to let certain guys walk that have yeah. had significant contributions to a rotation. And they're like, yeah, we'll just kind of figure it out. Right. I mean, this is a team that had Max, Max Scherzer for half a year. They helped turn Tyler Anderson into an all-star. Now they don't have Bueller, and they're just like, okay, we'll kind of piece it together. Well, they're confident they can churn them out. They've done it before. Why wouldn't it continue? Mm-hmm. And they have guys that are, are showing that. So, I mean, if you're if you're the Dodgers, you just have confidence um, in those departments, and they do. Uh, I am wearing a Toronto Blue Jays cap on today's show because Chad Green, who is coming back from Tommy John's surgery, gets a two-year deal to stay in the American League East. After seven seasons with the New York Yankees, he is now Norch. A deborder. So I ask you this: Have the Jays reached World Series or bust level yet? I have such a hard time with this question because you know I don't like teams putting you know World Series or bust mentalities. I mean that sounds like silly, but in reality, let's go focus on winning the division first. Let's let's get in there. Okay, and then we'll take care of the division series, then the championship series, then the World Series. I mean, that's how most teams should approach this. Like, let's get to the playoffs. Now, there are certain organizations who I think it is World Series or bust. I mean, Steve Cohen put that on himself. So I think the New York Mets are World Series or bust. I mean, the Dodgers have had enough success in the regular season uh, that their World Series are bust. I think the Braves. I mean, there are teams that can say it. I don't know if the Blue Jays are there yet. I want them to go win the East first. Um, I appreciate that mentality. I understand why they would have that mentality. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't put them in that category yet. Well, this is the hardest sport to say championship or bust, right? I mean, just look yeah. at what happened with all the teams that had buys last year, right? How many of them struggled in that first round? Um, so with that being said, I do think the Jays put themselves in this category. I don't think every team does. I think they do. And if you look at the way that they've built their team in recent years, very few guys are from their own system. Yes, Vladdy. Yes, Bichette. I believe Alejandro Kirk. But most of their rotation, if not the entire thing outside of Manoa, is purchased. In some cases, Gossman, nine figures, Barrios traded for nine figures. George Springer, they bring in nine figures. You don't give those contracts away unless you are like, yeah, we got to get, we've got to get to this World Series. We have to do it. You know, I'm not going to, I hate putting you on the spot, 
just give me a guess. How many teams have a longer World Series appearance drought than the Toronto Blue Ooh. Jays who last made it there in 1993? Five? Seven. Okay. The Orioles, Twins, Mariners, who have never been there, the A's, Reds, Brewers, Pirates. Those are the only no. teams that have a longer World Series drought than the Toronto Blue Jays. It's I like time. It. I don't want to be on on like record as saying that I don't think a team should think they can win the World Series. Obviously, that's the mentality. And like, yeah, you want to be the best team in the American League. I I get that. I just think that sometimes you need to set those those more minute goals. Like, let's go win the AL East. I want them to focus on that. And then, you know, I think they're capable of winning the World Series. I think they're definitely capable of getting to the World Series. Um, but that mantra to me is safe for teams that either were there the year before or have had just so much success in the in the regular season of the over the years past. I think one thing I would like to see them do is if they feel like they're in a good spot and they're healthy come late July is really pull the trigger on a difference yeah. maker. Yeah, I think they felt like Jose Barrios was that guy a couple of years ago even though, you know, he had he'd been an all-star, but you always felt like there was more there right? You, you never felt like he was the top guy available. Uh, you know, they've traded for relievers before, but never the best reliever. Last year, they traded for Whit Merrifield, who's been a really solid pro, but never the best player. So at some point, you want, you want to, it doesn't guarantee anything. It doesn't guarantee you'll make the playoffs. It doesn't guarantee you'll make the World Series, but shit, it makes you feel like yeah, you believe in yourselves, and you know that. You've been on teams, I'm sure, where you expected guys to come in and help you, yes. and something either has or hasn't happened, and you all kind of look at each other, and you're like, well, how does the front office see us? You definitely talk about it. I mean, it's it's hard not to. When you know that, you know, if you have an injury or, you know, a certain area of your team isn't performing as well as the others, you want to upgrade there, and sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but I could definitely see them going and getting a difference maker at the trade deadline. And you, you mentioned Barrios, you know how big a fan I am of his, if he had a yes. bounce back year, I mean, how much would that help him in that world series or bus mentality? Like he's got the potential. Gosh, I would love to see it. I know. I know. Uh, today's episode of baseball today is presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. It is the best ticketing app. It makes buying tickets super simple. It's very simple. Few instructions for you. Grab your phone. You can all do that. Go to your app store. You can do that. Download the SeatGeek app. You can do all that. And then let SeatGeek take over from there. Because not only do we want to get your butt in the best seat in the house, we want to save you dough as well. Because if you use the promo code today, you'll get 20 bucks off your tickets at SeatGeek. Uh, baseball season right around the corner. We know the schedule, and this year you get to play everybody. So you have a chance perhaps to see players that you have never seen before. So go buy your tickets today. NBA is in full swing. College hoops is in full swing. Hockey's in full swing. You could go buy your NFL tickets once we figure out the schedule uh, sometime in the spring. And, of course, concerts are 365. Here's the great thing I love about the SeatGeek app. It rates every ticket on a scale of 0 to 10 to make sure you are getting the best deal possible. They also color code it. 
Green is good. Red is bad. I've told you this, that when my Cleveland Cavaliers came out to L.A. to take on the Clippers, I used SeatGeek. I also used the promo code, so I saved some money. I got great seats. I took Michelle and Josh and Brady to the game. We sit in the seats. Josh is like, gosh, where'd you get the the seats? They're really good. I said, SeatGeek, they hooked me up. I used our own code. I used our own code. (laughs) And we got kick-ass seats. So that's the way you do it. Download your SeatGeek app today. Use the code word today. Get 20 bucks off for that first purchase. Okay? Let's do it. You're the best. You're the best. We continue on about two weeks away from camp, as we mentioned at the top of this show. What is the most under-the-radar storyline where you're like, hey, people, pay attention? I think it's that the WBC is a month away like and starting. And you and people, we're talking ah. about these teams. We're talking about these teams all the time and all these players and how the rotation is going to be. A lot of these guys are going to be playing competitive ball March 8th. And they're going to be all over the world. I ran into Bert Blylevin um, at Twins Fest, and he's the manager of the uh, the Netherlands team. And he was uh-huh. saying, I think, I believe they're going to Tokyo. And, like, he uh-huh. has all these, like, fun things planned for them. And they have a pretty solid team. He's like, we need a little bit of pitching. Uh, but, like, this is happening. Like, baseball is going to be played all around the world coming up. I'm sure it's going to be broadcasted. Uh, on MLB networks, certain different places, like go watch this. There's going to be stuff in Phoenix. And then eventually I think the finals are in Miami. Like if you have a chance to go see any of this, like I implore everyone to go do it. I just love this type of baseball, but all of our guys, like if you look at these rosters, like all your favorite players are going to be playing this. Yeah. They're really not going to be doing a regular spring training. I think that's like a kind of like a big, a big deal. Every time this happens, I'm like, dude, this is like such a different year for these guys. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that Fox now has the package. So you're going to see it okay. on Big Fox and you're going to see it on FS1, uh, which is Great. good because, unfortunately, my friends over at MLB Network, they got booted off of YouTube the other day. So that, that's that's a different issue. That hurt. You can take up somewhere. Yeah, no question. So, But the good news is, is that you're not going to be missing any games if that's where you plan to watch it because it ain't going to be there anymore. So... I love that. I'm a huge fan of the World Baseball Classic. Uh, I've talked with guys. In fact, Kike Hernandez, whom is going to be next week's guest on the Rose Rotation, is playing for Puerto Rico yet again. And he explains to us why it's so passionate in other countries. Um, you know, why we see guys jumping over the railing and stuff like that. It's, you know, he's super excited. And he's going to be playing That's for so Yadier fun. Molina, who's the manager there, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, so there's uh, there's a lot of WBC talk coming up in the next Rose rotation. I think that's a really good one. For me, it's it's a little sour because he's one of my favorite players to watch, and I'm probably not going to be able to watch him until late June at the earliest and probably after the All-Star game if the team's smart. And that's the fact that Bryce Harper ain't going to be there for a while. All right? Had the elbow surgery. It's going to take some time. Now, I know that, I think the most surprise, one of the most surprising things to happen last season is when he took that Blake Snell fastball to the face. He missed 52 games, and the Phillies went 32 and 20 without him, which was nothing short of remarkable. Because I know I counted them out. I don't remember where you sat, but we, yeah, we both, yeah, we were both like, come on, this ain't gonna work. So if they're gonna play at least two and a half months without him, probably three, where are they gonna fit? Like, we know that it might even be an uphill battle with the Mets and Braves already in that division. 
And I know that last year, remember, they only got 87 wins last year and kind of snuck into the last spot of the playoffs because Milwaukee just took a crap on the side of the road and stopped playing baseball. There's got to be another team out there because we know Dodgers, Padres are both going to be really good. Somebody's going to win the NL Central. You would imagine St. Louis, but somebody could surprise you. You don't know if the Cubs put it all together with all the moves they made in the offseason. You don't know if the Giants, even though they didn't get Correa or Judge, they still added a lot of good veterans. Maybe they put it together and get 88 wins. My point is this. You're going to be missing an MVP in your lineup for two and a half to three months. Do you really want to bank on being able to be that good? I get it. Trey Turner, I get it. You feel like your your bullpen is better. But still, there's a lot of questions, too. I think you kind of answered your own question when you said Trey Turner. I mean, you brought this dude in. They did it without Bryce or Trey last year when they went on that run. Mm-hmm. I, and that's I think that's an improbable run again because they, I mean, or maybe it's not. I don't know. But you bring Trey, and I think it stabilizes that, especially, you know, when, yeah, you're going to be missing Bryce for a few months there. When Bryce comes back, it's going to be like the end of a fireworks show where you know, there's like a little bit of pause, and then there's the massive grand finale. Like he's going to come in with a bang, and I can't wait for that. So like as much as it's going to suck to not have him the first couple months, just wait till that like beautiful summer day when you go see him at the park. Oh, love him. Hey, and, and I'm rooting for him. They were a fun team to watch last year. They were easy to get behind during the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so I hope I'm wrong here. I just think it's something that, you know, we've kind of brushed over it and we went, okay, well, because they brought in Trey Turner, it's not that big a deal. Sure. I do think it's a big deal. That's all. And I'm I think saying. because of what they did last year, people are like, oh, yeah, they're for sure going to do that again without him. And that's just not. Never know. No. Yeah. And l- let's remember when he got back, it took him a little while to kind of rev it up. So. And then once he got to the playoffs, he was, you couldn't get him out. Uh, Tom Brady yesterday, I don't know if you heard this, called it quits at age 45. The next 45-year-old big leaguer will be. Oh, man. I mean, I think that there's like an obvious answer. I think Nelly Cruz might might go ahead and do that. He turns 43 this year. And if he has a good year and like he just wants to keep doing this DH mentor role, I think he can. But other yeah. than that, I don't know. I mean, who who's going to make it there? Is a Verlander really going to pitch four more years? Uh, I think sometimes I was thinking maybe these guys with these massive contracts, a la a Bryce Harper, uh, if he's shooting for some numbers, some Hall of Fame type numbers, does he hang on for a couple more years and go to 45? We know like with the training and the, all these sleep methods and all this uh, stuff we're doing with health and wellness now, like we might be able to play a little bit longer, so... I think Nelly's the obvious answer, though. Yeah, so I I went first with Nelly because, as you mentioned, he does play. He does turn forty three later this summer, so that means he has to get to the summer of two thousand twenty five. Here's a few reasons why he might do it. Now, last year he was not good. He had a six fifty one OPS, but if you spin it back to the year before, where he was first in Minnesota and then got traded down to Tampa, an OPS of over eight thirty. If the truth lies somewhere in the middle. You could deal with a veteran um, who can be a leader with an OPS in the mid-sevens easily and still has some pop. The other thing is he's 41 homers shy of 500 for his career. So if he plays three more years, we're only talking about having to average 14 homers a year. I think he got 10 last season. Like I said, that's I don't know if he'll get enough at bats, but maybe he will. Maybe he'll have a magical run who knows the other guy i would say 
Rich Hill's getting close, man. Yeah. Yeah. In five weeks, he turns 43. Is there any way he'd want to pitch till he's 45? Maybe. Some guys are just built different, man. Some guys just want it. He's got that, oh, man, the curveball from the heavens. Did you ever face it? I did, for sure. I don't know what my numbers are against him. Yeah. Probably not great. I I was always like, give me like a normal looking pitcher. I could hit off a normal looking pitcher. So, you know, the really tall guys, the guys that did funky stuff, I didn't really do well against those guys. Mm. Well, you know, let's remember that earlier in his career, I mean, he was almost done. Had to go to independent ball, had massive, massive injuries all over the place. So the fact that he's still pitching at age almost 43 years old is nothing short of remarkable. He's a fun guy too. I had him... Early on in the Rose rotation, he joined me. And, you know, he's also one of those guys who you love listening to pitch because he's always screaming, fuck! You know, <laughs> if something doesn't go right, he's like this really nice, smart dude, went to University of Michigan the whole bit. But when he's between the lines, he's a different dude. Fun. One of the one of the all-time all right. great nick- nicknames, too. Just good for him. Yeah, it is. Go ahead, share it with us. Well, everyone calls him Dick Mountain. Yeah. It's great. I, th- I feel like that's a trivia question. Like, who is Dick Mountain? Like, what's his real name? And people are going to mm-hmm. like, in 25 years, people are going to have to remember that. That's a good one. Uh, last one for us before we bid adieu here on the podcast and YouTube side of things. Uh, NFL is not going to play tackle football this weekend in Las Vegas at the Pro Bowl. Instead, It's going to be flag football. They also have a bunch of other kind of fun little things, dodgeball, uh, kicker, tic-tac-toe, passing accuracy, one-handed catch, all that sort of fun and games. If you could do one thing to alter MLB's all-star game or the two days that we're all together, what would you do? This one's for free, MLB. I'm going to give it to you. It's not very far-fetched, but I think people would really appreciate it. There's two things I want to do. I mean, it relies around or, or, or is around like the skill game type uh, stuff. I guess like what the NFL is doing is cool. I don't want to get that gimmicky with it, uh, although I'm sure it'll be fun. I want catcher's pop times to second base. And I want like awesome slow-mo cameras to get like the release and the, and the catch at second base, all that stuff. And then I think this is the coolest one. I want around the horn timed. And I want, Ooh. I want teams of four. I want four guys, catcher, third base, second base, first base. I want them to like pick each other, like go around the league. Like, Hey, let's team up. We're the fastest hands in the league. I want to see who has the fastest hands, the strongest arms in the league. I think that would be so entertaining when a guy transfers the ball, Chris, it's like out. There's yep. nothing prettier than that. And we have all these beautiful cameras now. I think we can get some amazing shots from that. And I think people would really, really like it. And it's like a stress-free thing. So I got to get guys hurt. Love it. I want it. I know. So I was thinking of some fun stuff. Like, to me, there's nothing better than watching guys, like, leg out a triple or something. I love watching guys, fast guys run the bases. I just think it's awesome. I now, too. I understand the trepidation there. You don't want guys blowing out, misstepping on a bag. So... I'll put that one away. I always love watching guys with accuracy from the outfield. Yep. I wish we could set up some sort of cool target at home and balls hit to them. And let's see the 
you know, the velocity and the accuracy, you get points there. But if we want to save guys' arms and legs and not have that, I want to see a draft. The whole reason the All-Star game was great for so many years was it was the one time you'd see the National League play the American League. Well, that, okay, that's gone. And it's gone for the better. Like, I love it that we now, you play everybody. I think it's a cool thing. I like the schedule change this year, but so it doesn't mean anything for the, the game itself. Let's have a freaking draft on the Monday that we get there. You have team captains. Everybody is seated in their uniforms before home run derby. Do they all have to take BP the day before the game? Really? They don't have to take BP. So instead of BP, everybody's in their uniforms. I'm taking you, 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 you. And it's just like recess. And you fill out your roster that way. What's the matter? No, I would love it. I think that's great. I think there'd be some tension. There'd be some love. I mean, this is, that's uh, what we need. Some little bit of drama. Would you do everybody? I like oh, you said everyone in their baseball uniforms, like spikes yes. and everything. Let's go. <laughs> totally. Uh, you, there would also be some hurt uh, feelings. Can they I give can them a rose? Because, oh, that'd be cute. A baseball bat. A baseball. Um, because we we did this with uh, with the NFL where they did the draft. And I actually had to host it. It was at, in Hawaii. It was crazy because we had to save two quarterbacks as the last ones. And I, I want to say it was like 2014. So the last two quarterbacks that hadn't been taken were Alex Smith and Nick Foles. And Foles was just young and kind of dumb and just happy to be there. And he was like, yeah, was a... Alex Smith was looking at me like, y'all are fucking turning this into a dog and pony <laughs> show. Like I made the Pro Bowl and you're making me stand here as one of the last picks. Like not, not my call. I'm just hosting it, sir. That's really, yeah, there'd be some happy. hurt feelings for sure. Yes. Yeah. But I just, I think it's kind of cool. Makes it worthwhile. You could televise it. You have an hour show. I mean, easy. No, well, I think it'd be great. I mean, okay. We're looking for ways to make things better. Although people do say our all-star game is the best one. Oh yeah, it it is. It is the, as far as the competition, but I love it. How cool would it be to be able to see teammates pitch and hit against one another? I'm in. I like that. I like I like like intermingling the leagues. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome, MLB. You're welcome. All right. Uh, that'll do it for uh, for today. We are back at it again on Tuesday. And um, don't forget Rose Rotation with Kike Hernandez, the new starting shortstop for your Boston Red Sox. That'll be out on Monday. You'll continue to work on your TPPs, right? Yes, sir. Very good. We also have Talking Baseball thank- regular episodes coming out. Next week, I'll be doing it myself as the whole Yourself. company is going to Jake's wedding. Or in two weeks, whenever that well, is. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not next week. Either that or I have to go check the uh, check my flight information. All right. Uh, for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on Baseball Today. <laughs>